Little Dennis, baby. Oh, we're recording. <laughs> I didn't realise. Oh, Dennis has died. <laughs> Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 72 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast that I do about them, their art and things. And, and this one is going to be about Robert Wagner's book, Lucid Dreaming, Gateway to the Inner Self, because I've recently finished this book, and I thought what I'd do is I'd do like a little sort of review of it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just quickly talk about the book, go through like the chapters, talk about what the chapters are, pick out some of my favourite quotes, and then at the back, there is a, a it's an appendix where what he does is frequently asked questions. He basically, lots of little questions about lucid dreaming, which I thought would be really fascinating and interesting to put on the podcast. So I'm just going to read those. And basically that's going to be that. I'm still getting over my cold. It's getting, it seems to be getting worse, which is a bit annoying. It's quite funny because at first it was quite, yeah, fascinating to be ill. But in my automatic writing, which I do each morning, I write, when you first wake up, you write without thinking. And like things come up. And in the one I wrote the other day, I said, (laughs) yeah, it's quite funny. Actually, I'm not going to get it and read it, because it was, I feel like it was quite, I feel like it was quite eye-opening. What happens is, when you're doing automatic writing, you will end up writing the truth. So if you really want to find out what you're really thinking inside, I would say start doing automatic writing. So this one... This automatic writing, the title was, hmm, the cat's just jumped in the window. (laughs) I've got something to say about this little cat. This little cat, there's a cat that keeps jumping in my window. I'm going to get on the camera. I've called this cat funny, because I think she's quite funny. (laughs) So if you go onto youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson, she can jump off, I think. (laughs) <laughs> you can see the little pussy cat. I love that cat. She keeps jumping in. This week she's brought me two dead mice and a little dead bird. So I've sketched them somewhere. But ah, oh, there's something I need to talk about on that. It's a fascinating thing to do with dreaming. What happened was I was lying in bed sleeping. The cat was on the bed and... I, I was having this dream about a bird. I saw this bird fly right in front of me, super slow motion, and it like almost stopped right in front of me. And it was crystal clear. It was the most beautiful bird I've ever seen. And it flew up to this like top of this cliff. And I woke up, and I woke up thinking, wow, that bird was beautiful. I then get out of bed, I look on the floor. Well, this is the other thing. As I was waking up... When I'm meditating sometimes, I get these like like energy things swirling in my 
well in my vision yeah it looks like energy com coming in and out as I was dreaming as I was waking up actually I was still I, do, I was awake lying in bed thinking about going back to sleep and these like energy things started happening so I got out of bed and on the floor was a dead bird now I'm convinced somehow I, I think I was dreaming about that bird passing over that's what it felt like it was weird but in this automatic writing the title of it is called hmm <laughs> and I said I said this was two days ago feel like illness is getting worse fed up with it now it was fascinating for a week now it's like piss off <laughs> hope it goes soon hope funny is good that's the cat I said, need to turn that phone off. Too noisy, because it was vibrating. And that was basically it. What did it say? It, oh, at the end it said, yeah. So my SMP, single-minded purpose, what you do is you write down something for the day that you need to do. It said today, it said, let. this is what it said. It said, let yourself be pissed off if that's what you need. It's okay to feel everything. Good and bad, it's all part of the experience. <laughs> I thought that was quite cool because I wouldn't normally say, I wouldn't normally say that I, I was feeling pissed off. <laughs> I wouldn't even normally say that word. But that's what has happened really. It's like the illness is getting a bit, it's just annoying now. It's kind of getting in the way. But <laughs> Dennis was falling over. This, this book review is going to be very interesting. I, was, I didn't know what to say then. If you want to find show notes and stuff, you can find them at sophielawson.com and you can find the video at youtube.com slash sophielawson. So this book is absolutely beautiful. It's Lucid Dreaming, Gateway to the Inner Self by Robert Wagner. <coughs> now, what? look at the... Be there's a beautiful blue cover. It's, I've got the... I think it's like the second edition or actually I think this is in the tenth printing or something. But this is like some sort of special edition. It came out in twenty sixteen. Beautiful colours. It came with a little dream diary as well. But I haven't used that. So the chapters in this book are part one, the journey inward. And it's got stepping through the gate, does the sailor control the sea? Moving in mental space, beyond Freud's pleasure principle, independent agents and the voice of the unconscious, feeling tones and review committees. That's fascinating, that is. These review, review committees are like, yeah, people who seem to be reviewing your progress in the dream. Experiencing the light of awareness connecting with the hidden observer of dreamer of dreaming the five stages of lucid dreaming so you can already see that it's going to cover a lot of things and this book actually goes really quite deep it goes really deep into lucid dreaming lots of robert wagner's experiences <coughs> lots of other people's experiences as well which is really good and what the main thing about this book i would say is whilst i've been reading it I've had a lot more lucid dreams, so, and not only have I had a lot more lucid dreams, my lucid dreams have been a lot more stable, 
and yeah just a lot more stable and so because of that longer the second chapter part two is called exploring the psyche and you've got creating the dream reality varieties of dream figures fishing for information healing yourself and others consciously connecting via telepathy forward-looking precognitive lucid dreams mutual lucid dreaming interacting with the deceased and the unified self in a connected universe then you've got two appendices appendixes <laughs> you got frequently asked questions which i'll re- read in a minute and you've also got another appendix of tips and tr- techniques so that's really good appendix two is really good because it's it's telling you little techniques you can do like before you go to sleep look at your hands it's telling you about how to come up with like get your goal in your head so as you're going off to sleep know what your goal is and it's more likely that you're going to become lucid to achieve that goal but there's lots of really good little tips in there i don't know how many there is there's quite a lot there but yeah like i said i love this book and it's it will really make you think i would say even if you've even if you're not into lucid dreaming i would say read this book because it will it will really get you questioning like reality and when you start having a lucid dream, you start to realise that re- like reality is not what we think it is. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read some of the little quotes from this book so you can get a sort of an idea of what this book is like. So, the first one, this is from the chapter that says, Stepping Through the Gate. The first chapter. The philosophy of Don Juan, Don Juan might be summed up in these words spoken to Castaneda. There's a book called Journeys to Excellent or something where this bloke, Don Juan, is like teaching Castaneda how to become lucid in the dreams. He says, your idea of the world is everything. And when that changes, the world itself changes. Which I love that because that's what I'm... Like the thing is with lucid dreaming is you can sort of do experiments and then when you wake up you can carry on doing the experiments and you can start seeing some of the things that Robert Wagner will tell you in here. You can do experiments and you'll you'll realise that it's real. <laughs> but I like that because it's all about whatever you, you believe, that's what's going to become real. So you, you're effectively in control of this world <coughs> both in the dream and in the in the physical like the waking another one here in the nowhere of lucid dreaming space all was potential it seemed again it's talking about how like lucid dreaming is all this is this is fascinating you start reading this book and it's all some of it is a bit some of it you sort of think there's no way that can be real but again like i said you you do experiments you start to see that it is but it links in so much with quantum stuff because like quantum is all about how everything is potential and this is what dreaming is so i'm convinced somehow like dreaming is 
Yeah, so I think dreaming is linked to the quantum. It's got to be, it can't be a coincidence that it's very similar. This bit here is from chapter 7, experiencing the light of awareness. You can call it your awareness, but, pre, but it pre-exists you. The thing you attach to awareness, your ideas, beliefs, emotions, memories, all blend together and become the conception of you or yourself. But when you shake them all free, one thing remains, awareness. The self has awareness, but the self is not the awareness. Again, this goes in, everything starts coming together, like, Yeah, it just everything starts like I could go down so many paths with that. Like AI. Feels like it's AI. <laughs> Chapter ten Creating the Dream Reality When consciously aware in the dream state, your focus matters for two fundamental reasons. One, once lucid, your focus guides your experience. Two, if you lose lose focused awareness upon being lucid then you will shift realities and return to regular dreaming or waking focus therefore acts as as a significant reality creating principle in your lucid dreaming fascinating again this is why it's good to have goals because when you've got your goal you you can focus on the goal which will keep you lucid another little quote here from Chapter 10, Creating the Dream Reality. (laughs) Like the invisible air in physical reality, we we rarely notice emotional energy in lucid dreams, except when we become frustrated and it raises to the surface. Because what he says is, he says, Interestingly, the will often emerges most easily when the lucid dreamer feels frustrated. This is in that moment in that moment your frustration automatically moves you closer to emotions. If you can quickly connect that emotional energy towards your goal, you can perform a kind of lucid jujitsu and manifest your desired reality. How many times have I been frustrated in lucid dreams? Especially with technology. You'll you'll have a like your mobile phone, it just won't work in the lucid dream and you'll get quite frustrated and it Normally it wakes me up, but what he's saying here is you can actually intercept that. And so instead of waking up, you can turn that and become lucid. I'd almost say that's a bit like why reality checks work. You hit the light, it doesn't work. You might be getting frustrated. Why is that light not working? That's what makes you become lucid. But what he's talking about there is just how you can turn it. Chapter 13, Healing Yourself and Others. This little quote here says, hmm, he said, blah, 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 reminds me of the Buddhist claim that suggestions made in the lucid dream become nine times more effective than those made in the waking state. See, again, that's... He's talk, he talks about meditating in a dream. If you meditate in a dream, he says you can go super deep, super quick. So it's almost like, yeah, it's almost like all the rubbish, all the thoughts, really, I think, 
all the thoughts that are in in the way of you going deep you bypass that in the dreams that's why it's so powerful if you can face your fears and stuff because it's going to be nine times more powerful this is why i think it's all about fears Chapter 18, Unified Self in a Connected Universe. Within a unified self, we may symbolically meet our deepest fears, but we do so knowing that it leads to our greater fulfilment as we strive to grow beyond those self-adopted limitations. You're in control of everything. Again, I I said before, lucid dreaming is like a fear simulator. (laughs) It's almost like it's generating all these fears. And I think it's because it knows you need to face those fears to grow. The final little quote here, well, actually two more. Chapter 18, the unified self in a connected universe. The dream environment appears to exist as a mental framework in which lucid dreamers consciously engage various types of their own mental and emotional representations along with other portions of the self. Again, it feels like it's some sort of little simulator which we can go into and test things out. Like the quantum thing with its all probabilities and potentials and stuff. I think in the dream realm, everything is accessible. So you can sort of almost test things and see where it takes you and if it takes you where you think you want to go you can come back and practice it and then you'll be you'll you'll be able to take it take yourself there in the in the waking state so you can always use the dreams to practice before you try it in the in the real waking state so this little one i'm going to read Appendix A, Frequently Asked Questions, because I think this is quite fascinating. So, it says, The following are some of the many questions I have been asked about lucid dreaming. Because lucid dreaming is a vast topic, please feel free to visit my website for more questions and answers at lucidadvice.com. Question 1. What are reality checks? Reality checks are the practice of assuming yourself that you are dreaming by double-checking the dream reality. Lucid dreamers check the reality by floating, flying, placing their hand through a wall and so on. In such a fashion, they confirm that they are aware in the dream state. Since these actions can can be performed only in dreaming, reality checks are an excellent practice to incorporate into your lucid dreaming. So the one I like doing is light switches. Am I dreaming? If the light doesn't go off, if the light doesn't go off, or if the light does, yeah, if 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 it doesn't come on, that means I'm dreaming, and or the bulb's gone. (laughs) So I'd have to get new bulbs. But it's weird. Uh, I want to talk so much about lucid dreaming. I got this other reality check where I've been putting my hand through my hand but it's like my dream self has been doing that without me thinking about it i'll find myself in dream putting my hand through my hand because you can't do that in the waking state as far as we know in the dream you can and that's made me lucid 
So sometimes my dream self has made me lucid by doing that. Which is a bit weird. Next question. How do, how do I awaken from a lucid dream? Most people simply decide or intend to wake up, and they do. Others find that they routinely wake if they stare at one object in the lucid dream for a period of time. Still others know that if they engage in certain emotional producing behaviours while lucid, they will likely wake. In general, lucid dreamers have no problem waking. <laughs> Funny noises coming out my mouth. Most that's not in the book. Most have a greater interest in staying in the lucid dream and avoiding things that make the lucid dream end. Next question. What are false awakenings? False awakenings describe the experience of believing that you have woken from a lucid dream only to realize that you still dream. Normally they quickly real normally you quickly realize that you are still dreaming and awaken to physical reality. Sometimes, however, it takes a while for the realisation to occur, since you may find yourself in a very real seeming environment, or be busy writing down the lucid dream in your dream di- diary when it occurs to you that you are still dreaming. Some people use the real realisation of a false awakening to conduct a reality check and begin a new lucid dreaming adventure. I like that. Next one. What is the void or grey state? The void or grey state describes the dark, sparkling, normally imageless scene that occasionally lucid dreamers see when the lucid dream collapses and their visual imagery ends. At this point, many lucid dreamers decide the lucid dream is is over and wake up. If you wish, however, you can maintain your awareness throughout the grey state and wait for a new lucid dream to emerge. Lucid dreamers do this by touching their sensed body and maintaining a, kin- a kinetic sensation or by sin- singing to keep an auditory sense active. Or sometimes they simply maintain their awareness and wait for a new dream scene to aware <laughs> to appear. Some lucid dreamers, myself included, wonder if the void or grey state represents unexpressed potential of the dream matrix. Again, it's like that simulation thing. It's it's the thing that the simulation is inside of. Crazy. Next one. How long do lucid dreams last? The length of a lucid dream depends on one's experience and ability at staying focused and aware. Many beginners... For many beginners, I estimate, I estimate that nine, 90% of their dreams, their lucid dreams last fewer than five minutes. Intermediate lucid dreams may find that they remain lucid for up to 10 to 15 minutes. Experienced lucid dreamers may go beyond that. Some reports suggest as many as 50 minutes of continuous lucid dreaming. Experienced lucid dreamers sometimes voluntarily cut short their lucid dream because if they stay too long, it often becomes hard to recall exact details that occurred much earlier in the dream. This is why lucid dreamers conducting experiments while lucid will normally tell themselves to awaken after getting the experimental results. It's quite funny. My longest ever lucid dream, which I feel like lasted about 40 minutes, is my first ever spontaneous lucid dream. No, it was my first ever 
self-induced lucid dream. How funny is that? My first lucid dream is my longest one. I think that goes back to this thing of when you're when you don't know what you're doing, sometimes you'll do do it better because when you know what you should be doing and stuff, you start trying so hard that you actually get in your own way. That's I, I do think sometimes I get in my own way of these my dream experience. Next question. Besides mem- memory limitations, what other con- cognitive issues do you find in lucid dreams? When viewed from the waking perspective, it may appear that the lucid dreamer isn't always relating to the dream events in a particularly analytical, rational or logical way. Similarly, similarly in hypnosis, the, sub- the subjects often accept considerably logical incongruity <laughs> as they act in their trance state something hypnotists hypnotists call trance logic of course most of the incongruencies relates to suggestions offered by the hypnotist as previously noted your lucid dreaming actions normally follow your existing beliefs and expectations which which seem rational at that moment. For example, if you believe that you can fall, then you will fall. Although logically, gravi- gravity does not exist in the dream state. Though your concern about falling seems a very rational idea at the time, it is rational for you as long as you hold that belief. When awake, it appears illogical and irrational. That's, that's because when you're dreaming, you think it's real. Since your belief posture or set of beliefs and expectations act to largely direct your relation to the dream environment and possibly the hypnotic one, under the constraints of your beliefs in that state, you do act rationally. Therefore, it seems improper to examine the logic or rationality of a lucid dreamer's behaviour without examining him or her belief posture at that moment in the lucid dream. It's all about beliefs. What are we on here? 26 minutes. What are dream signs? <coughs> 26 minutes. I'm going to pause the camera just so that it doesn't mess up the thing. What are dream signs? Dream signs refer to any dream object or event that helps you realise you're dreaming. In my early lucid dreaming, seeing my hands acted as my predetermined dream sign. As soon as I saw my hands, I realised I was dreaming. Sometimes seeing something unusual or a deceased relative in the dream will act as a dream sign and elicit lucid awareness. If you want to create an effective personal dream sign, the dream sign needs needs to be strongly paired or associated with the realisation this is a dream like light switches da, 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 da. most lucid this is another question most lucid dreams seem fun and exciting do you ever have negative or upsetting lucid dreams most lucid dreams are exciting and enjoyable yet it is possible to have upsetting lucid dreams or lucid nightmares in these cases the lucid or semi-lucid dreamer meets a terrifying a threatening dream figure or situation. 
a personification of fears normally, and feels overwhelmed, often failing to consider the various options in dealing with the figure or situation. Since lucid dreamers are predisposed to follow beliefs, expectations and focus, <laughs> expectations and focus concentrating on the frightful I've messed this up. Since lucid dreams are predisposed to follow beliefs, expectations and focus and focus concentrating on the frightful characteristics I that's a bit of a weird sentence. Since lucid dreams are predisposed to follow beliefs, expectations and focus, concentrating on the frightful characteristics helps precipitate the frightful situation. If you can suddenly change your beliefs, expectations or focus, then you will likely resolve the situation. If you if you remain fearful, you prolong the fearful lucid sensation. It's all in the mind. Next question. <coughs> what about lucid dreams where distracting dream figures appear? Some lucid dreamers experience the appearance of distractors. A term coined by Ian Kosloff in his lucid dream exchange interview. Or lucid dream figures that seem to work in opposition to your attended goal or your lucid awareness. These dream figures may bother you with questions or doubts. By all appearances, they symb- symbolically represent your own questions or doubts. Normally, distractors become less frequent as you become more comfortable with your lucid dreaming abilities. Similarly, you might meet the converse in lucid dreams, or attractors, meaning lucid dream figures who garner your attention by being attractive, seductive, or in some way very noticeable. Depending on the situation, these dream figures often represent pre-existing feelings or desires. Like most distractors, once you ignore them, they disappear. We've got three little questions left. Next one. How do, you, how do you respond when you find a frightful figure in your lucid dream? First, the, des- the designation frightful is an interpretation of an experience. I have seen monsters in lucid dreams and laughed because I saw them as personified symbolic expressions. Most experienced lucid dreamers encounter unusual experiences and accept them or deal with them as expressions of a fundamental, constructive and unified self. By changing your mental perspective, interpretation and emotional response, you can transform situations that some may call frightful into interesting, albeit unusual, lucid dream encounters. For example... Many lucid dreamers successfully deal with the appearance of a hostile figure by projecting love and compassion onto it. In some cases, the hostile figure immediately transforms into something neutral or friendly. I recall a lucid dreaming friend who encountered a very menacing dream figure, whereupon he decided to project a feeling of love onto it. The result? The menacing figure, dream figure, began to melt and dissolve, like the Wicked Witch of the West, mentally projecting the power of love or peace. Upon upon frightful figures, hmm, mentally projecting the power of love or peace upon frightful figures can have a dramatic, positive effect. Again, you're in control. 
Yeah. <coughs> you're not in control of what appears. You're in control of how you respond to it. Which is the same as life. That's why I love lucid dreaming. Next question. How can there be something behind the lucid dream if you, the lucid dreamer, are dreaming the dream? When we realise that we don't control every aspect of the lucid dream, as I discussed at length in chapter 2, and we encounter completely unexpected and anticipated things, we we begin to sense that something else is involved in producing the lucid dream. At first, this something may seem to be an automatic dream-making process that occurs beneath our conscious awareness. However, in those cases when I and others questioned the dream, it normally responded in a thoughtful, intelligent, purposeful, created, creative and often unexpected way, indicative of something much more aware than an automatic dream imaging process. Moreover, in the cases of lucid dream telepathy, clairvoyance, precognitive and so on, you can you can again find evidence for some awareness behind the dream, which provides an answer that our waking ego self could not know. You can resolve this for yourself in your next lucid dream by not focusing on dream figures and objects and instead questioning the dream. Hey dream, show me. Choose something open-minded, conceptual, outside of your awareness a likely future event and see what happens then based on your experience you decide this is why I love this book it's giving you loads of examples loads of tips techniques loads of experiences but it's all about you doing it yourself which is what I said earlier how some of it you think there's no way that can be possible you do an experiment you can do an experiment in the lucid dream or in a waking state and you realise that it is and when you realise it is that's why you start questioning everything because you start thinking well if that's possible like he talks about how you can see the future you can see potential future events in the dream you sort of think there's no way that's possible and then when if you realise it is you start thinking well if that's possible what, what does that mean and this is why it just becomes this fascinating thing where you, you start realising that we we don't know what's really going on here. <laughs> That's why I love it. The last little question. I don't remember my dreams. How can I begin to do so? During a presentation in Colorado a few years ago, a young man asked me that same question. I told him that there, are, there were two reasons most people don't recall their dreams. One. They felt dreams had no value and therefore didn't warrant being remembered. Two, they felt that dreams were naturally scary and they had decided not to recall them. He then realised his lack of dream recall coincided with his parents' divorce 15 years earlier. So on the night following our conversation, he mentally told himself that he was now prepared to remember his dreams. In the morning, he was ecstatic. Incredible, wonderful, inspiring dreams had come to him upon falling asleep he said for anyone wishing to become a lucid dreamer remembering your dreams is the first step believing and and suggesting that it is easy to remember remember them will impact your recall positively then when you wake immediately write your dreams in your journal if you have too many dreams you can you can suggest that you recall the most important dream of the night 
and see what happens. <clears throat> Again, see what happens. It's, it's you decide. So I absolutely love this book. I hope you enjoyed that little video. Just looking at this book. I could go on forever about this book. It's it's powerful. And the things he covers, like I said, it's really deep. It's really deep, but it's practical. So it's like this nice blend of feeling like anything anything is possible. Almost, it's like a, it's like a book of magic. But reading this book, you feel like you're going into a magical realm. And then you start realizing, you start realizing magic magic is real. It will change your life, I think. This book. So, this week's little inspirational quote is going to be from Robert Wagner in this book, *Lucid Dreaming: Gateway to the Inner Self*. And the little dream, the the dream, the little inspirational quote is Lucid. Lucid, Lucid, Lucid Lucy. Hey, Lucid Lucy. That'd be a good name. If I was called Lucy, I'd call, I'd call myself Lucid Lucy. Lucid Lucy. That that could be a name of a book. Lucid Lucy. Yes, a little book. Lucid Lucy. It's a story of a, a girl called Lucy who becomes lucid, and it's all about her adventures in the dream realm. Lucid Lucy. Lucid Lucy. This week's inspirational quote is Lucid dreaming allows us Lucid Lucy <laughs> Lucid Lucy allows us No Lucid dreaming allows us another means to achieve the ancient imperative Know thyself Know thyself <coughs> A little cough just to end it I'm going to read that again because it's, it's I like it Lucid dreaming allows us another means to achieve the ancient imperative, Know Thyself. Robert Wagner. Why do I always pop it? Pop, pop, pop. Thank you.